Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. And we're almost there. We've almost reached the top of the mountain. The mountain of Riverdale. The mountain of this season of Riverdale. What I will say in their defense, yeah, they didn't do what we expected because this episode did not wrap up the storylines. It wrapped up some of them. Yeah, some of them sort of. No, it, it was not as like weirdly definitive as the second last episode of last season, where you're yes. like, that could have been a season finale. We definitely thought this would be, like, the second last episode of American Horror Story. We'll and it was not single, that. Every single season. Uh, no, it's... We'll, I mean, we'll get into it, but it's... Uh, there's still stuff we have to figure out. And I'm actually interested in some of the stuff we need to figure out. Because some of the stuff, I don't have a really good yeah, hypothesis. I don't, I don't have a I don't have a thing. And we'll, and we'll get to it when we get to it, but, like, it's done... <laughs> This episode is goes a mile a minute, uh, but when he gets to the end, I'm like, okay, I am interested in what you're going to do next episode. Don't mess it up. Follow they through. Follow, follow through. Because uh, so far, your follow through has been bad. A real bad guy. You haven't had a great follow through. In unrelated news, my hand hurts. Okay. Because we've been painting. Oh, and you've been using the roller. Yeah. Um, exciting news for the Moa family. We're going to have a new space soon. Yeah. Not that you've seen this space, and yeah. not that you'll see the next space, because this is a podcast. But it might sound different. I mean, the usually new spaces do sound different. Ooh. Ooh. Sounding different. Some of you will care. But you should all care. My hand hurts. I've done so much painting in the last two hours. Yeah, yeah, with that 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 room has been painted. We painted your basement. Yeah, but like once. You didn't even do the entire basement. Yeah, we didn't even do the entire basement when you did my house either. We did the stairs. Me and Tara, we did that basement at 10 p.m. one day after I did a play. And then we had to do another coat the next day at like 10 a.m. And then I had to go do the play again. And then like a year later, you came in and did a thing. (laughs) So just saying. There wasn't supposed to be as much painting today as there was. We had an original plan that would have spread it out over a lot longer. But, but then, just, like, just stuff happened, and we and were, like, we're just enthusiastic. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, it was, it was the kind of lazy where you're just like, let's do it now. It's the motivated lazy where yeah. it's like, Ugh, I don't want to do this multiple. T- I don't want to like come back multiple days and do this. Let's just do it now. If I do it now, it will lead to more relaxation in the future. <laughs> just like watching this episode of Riverdale. That's be- that's being smart lazy. Smart lazy. Right, and let's get into this episode of Riverdale. It has excitement. It has sorrow. It's the second last episode of the season. It makes very little sense. That's true. But this is season two, episode 21, Judgment Night. Judgment Night. So, the Black Hood has an axe! Yeah, he, he forgot that... Well, no, no, he remembered 
that he's not good with guns. So he's he has, only ever killed one person with a gun. And that was in like point blank range. He was in a jail cell. He mostly is much better with other murder tools. Yeah, exactly. Mostly sharp iron instruments. So this starts uh, where the last one left off with Cheryl screaming and then the Black Hood just comes in swinging an axe. And it turns out he's actually there. He's actually attacking yeah, her. Yeah, and, and he just, you know, just goes hard and then... Uh, Cheryl runs and he like he does he does like the shining thing through the door to open up the door. He chases her through the house. She's not in the room that he's in, so he goes outside. Well, so so she goes to the room and the then the window opens and like the curtain flutters. And I thought for sure she was doing the open the curtain hide somewhere else in the room. Yeah, we definitely thought it was a goof. <laughs> but no, not a goof. Not only is did Cheryl uh, get out of that room. She turned into the Crimson Hood. Okay. Interesting. She's she's wearing her Crimson robe. Yeah. With a hood. I thought thought we were going to go with like a Red Arrow type. uh, They're both CW. I mean, the the Green Arrow is a CW show. Is there also a Green Hood? No. Did I just make a reference that makes no sense to anyone? Yeah, no, you 100% did... Were you trying to represent? I thought you were just coming up with a new name. No. Nope. You're not referencing anything there. The only hood is Robin Hood and the Red Hood, but the Red Hood is not an archer. I'm also coming up with a new superhero. A superhero that is Cheryl. <laughs> yeah, so remember when we saw Cheryl <laughs> shooting that arrow one time? That like We thought it was dumb? Yeah, turns out that was seeding uh, the plot to the fact that she <laughs> starts shooting arrows at the Black Hood. And she shoots the Black Hood in the arm, for she is the crimson crimson hood. Ha-ha. Really should have gone with Red Arrow, Aaron. It's they're literally a CW show. There's the there's Arrow, the CW <laughs> show. Yeah, but the Black Hood is a character on the TV show we're watching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but the but she's not. But he's all right. Whatever. She's wearing a different kind of hood. S- screw the the joke. I guess now she's the Crimson Hood. <laughs> yes. I forced something to happen. Yeah, yeah, you forced something worse to happen. I like how she was escaping from the Black Hood, and not only did she get a weapon, she took the time to get herself a Costumed cloak. up. Like, she looks like Red Riding Hood. And she was not wearing that before. No, no. <laughs> she she might have done a full change in the time it took for the Black Hood to go from upstairs to downstairs and come back outside. Cheryl is all about outfits for the situation. Yeah, so she constantly chose to do this. Also, she shot him in the shoulder and not the leg. Which is a bad choice because he runs away into the night. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So she decides to pursue Good job, him. Cheryl. So Fangs is alive, though yeah. still shot in the stomach. But he is walking and he's at into the, mag- the hospital. And he's at the magic hospital. So everything's going to be okay. The ma- that, ho- that hospital deals with gunshot wounds so much and just fixes them up. What I was concerned about in that hospital is there is a lot of people who are just hanging out in beds in the hospital hallway. It's a riot, Aaron. And if there's one thing I, I know about being caught up from the Grey's Anatomy is that only happens in emergencies. Which I guess is the riot, but the way this TV show is played is the only person who was injured in the riot is Fangs. I think there's... Until later. Yeah, I think we can apply that a lot of people are getting injured. I think we can even apply a lot that some people are dying. That's sort of what comes up at some certain point. It's a very bad riot. Anyway, Jughead wants to go out and find the guy who shot Fangs, and FP is like, No! You need to lead! You need to be the leader of the serpents, because... Which is a fun thing. 
because it brought back an old question that me and Aaron haven't asked for quite a while. Is Jughead the leader of the Serpents? Was FP the leader of the Serpents? So, is, was FP the leader of the Serpents, and now Jughead's the leader of the Serpents? Is it a monarchy? Did we forget this, or did it not just get clarified very well? Can you just hand down the leadership before you die? Is FP King Lear? Is he what? going to wander the Moors dead? I mean, crazy? Okay, no one can see this, but I am very confused by you by what you're just saying, Aaron. Okay, so FP was the leader of the serpents. Uh, yes, a gang. And typically, leadership no, is handed no, down like a monarchy. No, 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 that's not the only thing that works that way is the monarchy. And there can only be one leader, and you don't give up being the leader until you're dead. You're only describing the monarchy. No other, Aaron. Do you, Aaron? How do you become the CEO of a company? Do you think it's when the CEO, other CEO dies? Do you think the serpents think they're like a company? Or do you think they have a divine right to be the serpents? No, I think I think they think that they're like the actual like serpents. I think they think they're actual snakes. <laughs> I think if I think if anything, they're more of like a chieftain type thing, where like the chieftain can be shamed and then, then the new, stronger chieftain comes in. But his son is not automatically the chieftain. If we're following those rules, then Soft Boy is the chief t- chieftain. I mean, for a while, Jughead did some stuff that made the serpents be like, yeah, Jughead. He had, remember, he had the baby serpents. He started a D&D club. He did start a D&D club. That's he, true. He kept the serpents going, I guess. He he made them, you know, the one time that they were that they, you know, connected the serpents with indigenous people. Mm-hmm. And they also did do that drag race. Yeah. Although that made the serpents like him less because Archie turned them into the police officers. Oh no, no, he turned the ghoulies into the police officers. Yeah, but then people were like, "Mmm, Jughead, he's friends with a narc." Yeah, it's very unclear. Is Jughead the leader of the serpents? That's the question we're Who asking knows? now. Uh, so Betty. Gets a phone call. From Cheryl. The Crimson Hood. Turns out Cheryl uh, says that she is going to man-track that man. She will follow him. I will track him in the woods. And I'm like, you mean... (laughs) What do you mean? Because there's... Look, I can suspend my disbelief through a lot of things. I cannot believe that Cheryl knows how to track a human being. In Cheryl's defense... The Black Hood has been shot in the shoulder, and I cannot imagine he's being sneaky. I think he's leaving a trail of destruction behind himself. But there is one other option, Aaron. What's the other which option? Which is that Cheryl does know how to track a human being. Which is more likely. Which is more likely that Cheryl, sometimes, for fun, will hunt a human being. Cheryl plays the, mo- the most dangerous <laughs> game. Now let me ask you, uh, dear listener, uh, what is more likely that Cheryl... <laughs> has studied how to track animals to hunt for her own food or the fact that she has (laughs) at times (laughs) challenged a man (laughs) to the most dangerous game the game where she shoots him the game where she hunts him down with her arrows through the forest uh cheryl is not a good person but she's not a bad person. And she mentions, once again, she mentions she shot him in the shoulder. And I'm still like, you should have shot him in the leg. Because here, here's the thing. I understand, yes, you shoot where you can shoot. But she's definitely wanted to wound him. And I don't think shooting him where his heart would be is any safer than shooting him it's elsewhere. Just like how Sheriff Keller should have shot that man in the leg and not in the heart. Because <sighs> then we'd know what's going on with yeah. the Black Hood. 
And I, I wasn't. I want to clarify. Yes, I understand. I'm sitting here in a room, being like, "Oh, she should have shot him in the leg." And she feels co- like a competent archer. Yeah, it's not like we ever shot anyone with an arrow. But I, I, but... Feel, like, I feel like if I wanted to wound someone, I wouldn't aim for center mass where the heart and the lungs and all these organs are. The worst right. thing you do with the leg is you could you could nick the big artery there. And you, they could bleed out, yes. But if you hit anyone, they could anywhere. Yeah, they could bleed guys, out. just aim for the foot. Aim for the yeah. Aim for somewhere that would stop them from running. But no, she wanted the thrill of the chase. She she was going back to her old ways, her man hunting ways. Smash cut to Betty hanging up the phone, where we learn that suddenly there's like thirty employees at the register. <laughs> yeah, it turns out that uh, that is a uh, that's a bump in place. It is a thriving em- employment opportunity for the citizens of Riverdale, <laughs> and they are uh, they're getting ready to cover this riot. And Alice really wants Betty to come on down to the register, and also her dad is out looking oh. for something. Something. It's not important. Maybe Betty, just to make Betty suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so other smash cut, Luke Perry Andrews, he goes into Archie's bedroom to be like, hey, Archie, there's a riot. And Veronica's like, oh, no, your son just robo ran into the night, but I'm here. And Luke Perry Andrews is like, no. No, I don't want this. Please don't. And she's like, I'll come with you. Don't worry, though. Because <laughs> Andre, Andre shows up. Andre comes up to, sh- to save Luke Perry from having to... To chaperone Veronica around. Oh, our sweet boy Andre. Short scene. Archie and, I guess, Reggie touch base on the phone? Because I wrote A&R talk. No, yeah, because Reggie tells me... Oh, yeah, Reggie's freaking out. Well, it's just... There's a couple of scenes with Archie and Reggie where Reggie's just like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, because we know that Archie, I don't know, I understand how Archie, like, there's there's a jump in time that I don't get. Because we left the last episode with Archie on top of Reggie, holding the gun. Staring at the gun. Then the riot starts, and Jughead and the other guys are right next to them. Then all of a sudden, they all just, like, split up into different places. They just scatter into the night. Yeah. So, Archie and Reggie touch... I, maybe... I feel like I meant to write Jughead. Do you think RG and Jughead? I don't know. This is not important. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, well, we we we, alert, we learn here essentially that Re- that Archie clarifies that Reggie did not shoot because he had the gun. Yes, but end. he did not do the shooting. Yeah, because Archie would know because he was holding the gun, and Archie's robo hands still have their skin on them. But he so. but he knows that uh, the serpent saw Reggie with a gun, so that's. It's all bad. That's pretty damning, let's be clear. So, uh, back at the Lodge's house, the Lodge's are being the Lodge's about everything. And they're like, hmm, we can use this riot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what their plan is. And I don't even know that Hiram's quite sure what his plan is. Because he spends the rest of this episode just sort of being in different places. Yeah, I wrote, does Hiram have a secret? Does Hermione have a secret? (laughs) Does someone in this scene have a secret? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but this is a set, another setup for that Hiram has plans. I'm going to let the audience, the listeners know right now. We're going to be, like, jumping through these scenes a lot, but this is how the, the series, episode is. The episode treats us. It goes so fast and tries to do everything in this one episode. And I am just as confused as my notes yeah. suggest I am. Because we get a scene where Reggie, like, right after this, Reggie calls Hiram. Well, first we have a scene where Jughead and the Sheriff talk 
in the hospital. And oh, the sheriff's right. like, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, he was a young man and there was a gun. I'm the sheriff. And you, you serpents are rioting and stuff. And as far as I know, four serpents are rioting and they're children. <laughs> it's like, but the kids are just mad because their friend got shot. Most of the serpents are here. Look at them. And the sheriff's like, I don't know, I'm the sheriff, I just see some riding serpents. I'm Sheriff McGruff, and I'm here to say crime is bad. And then FB's like, go get out of here, you dog. And then, Hiram and Reggie prove to us that crime is bad, because Reggie's like, I don't know, a kid got shot, and I didn't try to shoot a kid. And Hiram's like, shut up, teenager, I'm not on your side. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I like how Reggie called Hiram, the one who essentially told him, shoot that guy, and was like, I didn't shoot him. Hiram's like, okay. Huh? <laughs> one of the Hiram's like, I didn't have to manipulate Reggie at all. Someone else just shot him. Wow. And, and who shot him? Well, the TV show's going to tell us immediately. Yeah, because Veronica, <laughs> Veronica's driving with Andre. And she looks out the window. And there's Midge's mom. Ms. Wandering Plum. the streets, holding a gun. In the middle of the riot. And, like, looking at the gun and looking at the world around She's, her. Like, in shock, and it's... And Veronica's like, that woman clearly shot someone. <laughs> it's it's Miss Clump goes over and she just straight up just like, I shot Fangs. At least I shot that boy, but... Veronica's like... Mm. Ah. Should we go to the police? Yes? They will go to the police. Let's go. They'll go to the police. Uh, this is where Archie and Jughead do their uh, talk on the phone. They have several like talks on the phone where they're just like, hey, the world's insane. Hey, Jug- Jughead, everything's bad out there. <laughs> and Jughead's, Jughead's like, where's Reggie? And Archie's like, Reggie didn't shoot him. I was with Reggie. You saw me. I tackled Reggie to the ground. And then Jughead's like, oh, yeah. Yep, so correct. Are things bad where you are? He's like, I'm in the school with Moose and Kevin. Uh, I guess we're going to fight now. Because we need to do something? Yeah. (laughs) But before they do something, there's a short scene where Hermione... In the most buckwild thing that I've ever seen. ...decides to offer a million dollar bounty for someone who knows who the Black Hood no, is. for the Black Hood. For the Black Hood. Yeah. And Alive, or preferably but preferably dead. dead. And I'm like, wow, you can't do that. And then Betty's like, wow, you can't do that. And then her, well, Betty says, is that legal? And Hermione answers with, the Black Hood's a bad guy. And I'm like, that doesn't answer the question. And Betty's like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure we should not follow through with this. He's like, you you can't, you can't as a human being in the United States of America or Canada or Great Britain or a lot of places just be like, hey, here's a million dollars to who kills this guy. But Kevin, what we've forgotten is Sergeant McGruff works for the lodges. And also loves militias. That's true. He's right on board with this. Luckily, Betty can't question Hermione because Cheryl calls and reveals she's been tracking the Black Hood. <laughs> I've been hu- I've been hunting him. He's a wily beast. His shoulder. He's, his shoulder. He's heading to the place beyond the pines. And Betty's like, "What? The house is out there. He's going back home to your house." <laughs> Betty's like, "Oh, my dad is the Be- Black Hood. Beware! He's a wounded man, and wounded men could do anything. He will kill." He could even kill you. 
And I'm like, what? Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl. Why are you a character from an Elizabethan novel? Why is your logic like, ah, he's hurt now. Now he'll kill anyone. Before like, now, he only killed sinners? Once again, she's definitely hunted a human being before. Oh, for sure. She knows that a cornered beast is most dangerous, for she is a hunted man. She knows too much, Kevin. She, <laughs> she, she knows too much about the most dangerous game. She's killed before, and she will kill again. Back to the school, which where it's more fun, because Archie, Kevin, and Moose are like, oh, no. Moose is like, guys, I didn't mean to start a riot. I just wanted to get off my chest that I thought my girlfriend was cheating on me, and I thought that would maybe think a sheriff thought I did a murder. <laughs> Turns out none of that matters anymore, and now there's a riot. And now we're in the school. But Archie gets a call from Veronica, which essentially is a big thing to essentially just pass on information. Yes, it's a super reasonable conversation. Except for she starts it by saying, like, Archie, there's a riot. And I want Archie to be like, yeah, I know. That's why I left I my house. I started it. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica, I started the riot. Don't tell me about riots. I know about riots. <laughs> I downloaded the Wikipedia article. But then Veronica's like, but Archie, the most important thing about the riot is Fangs didn't do anything. <laughs> Mrs. Klump did it. She's already... No, Reggie. Oh, yeah, Reggie didn't do Dear, anything. Fangs also didn't do anything, but Which... that's not why she's calling. Reggie didn't do anything. Mrs. Klump is already arrested, so the riot should end. <laughs> However... That's not how riots work. And Archie's like, someone's in the school. We need need to go save Reggie. So they get some weapons, some bats. Reggie is not in the school? No. We don't know where Reggie is, but. No, he was, last time we saw him, he was behind a dumpster somewhere looking at fire. Uh, (laughs) Like a Cro-Magnon man. But don't worry. Archie and Moose and Kevin, the most powerful trio in all of Riverdale, hear some noises and get their baseball bats. And Archie's like, the serpents are breaking in. And in my head, I was like, meh, probably just some mild uh, riotous. But no, it is the fa- four baby serpents. Yes. Surrounded by Sweet Pea, and they're just sort of like slashing stuff. And just then- <laughs> like going through the school. For no, why are they at the school? Why are they not searching down Reggie? Why are they not going to his house? <laughs> well, they have his logic. They're like, you know what Reggie loves? This school. Like, it'll burn this school down now. Reggie does love that school. And I'm like, that's your school. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> watch out, Reggie. We're going to burn the school to the ground. Like, like, this is Archie. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, you go there. You literally only have that school now. <laughs> also, it's better than your old school, and no one's keeping you out of classes. You're getting a high-class education. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this before. But uh, but is the equivalent of if, like, they saw that Reggie, I don't know, had, like, he had, like, a favorite mug, and they're like, oh, I hate Reggie. So they smash his mug. They just want to take something from him, which apparently they're like, I don't think Reggie likes that school, to be honest. I think he just goes to that school. And I think Sweepy was like, oh, he goes to that school. He must love that school. Reggie did run to be Preggy, though. Yeah, but he just did that because he wants to be president of anything. And he did try to keep the serpents out of it. Yeah, yeah, for like one day and then <laughs> gave <true>. up. <laughs> he's anyway. Like, he's like, hey, serpents, don't come here. And they're like, we're going to come here. And he's like, 
Okay. Fine. For now. I will say, we're pretending this is just Sweet Pea and his four friends. There's actually a lot of serpents when the camera pans away. Yeah. And it's just Archie and Kevin and Moose who are like, we're going to protect the school with our baseball bats. You guys have knives, but we have bats. But thankfully, they're going to be saved by who you ask. And you might wonder, who could it be that would save, who would come in with a baseball bat over the shoulder? Well, I'll tell you who it is. It's the faculty. <laughs> it's led Mr. by Mr. Weatherby, Weatherby with a baseball bat who shouts at these children <laughs> and says, why are you in school? And then we don't see what follows, but everyone leaves. Yeah, then they all just leave the school like, all right, fine, I guess we're going to leave the school. Mr. Weatherby protecting his school with a baseball bat and the faculty is helping him. Kevin, what everyone knows is that Mr. Weatherby is a top one, top tier meth dealer <laughs> and no one wants to mess with him. Yeah, he's like, like... If the riots get here, they'll find my meth lab in the basement. This cannot stand. This cannot stand at all, Mr. Andrews. <laughs> Please leave before you find my meth lab and have your riot elsewhere. Wait, what? Mr. Andrews, oh. why are you in my school after hours? <laughs> You're calling me Mr. I gotta I go. Will, I will break your kneecaps with this baseball bat. Then I'll teach you about knee- kneecaps on Monday. But Mr. Weatherby, I'm a robot. I... What? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. My dad says I'm not supposed to tell people. Things are revealed in this episode. <laughs> this episode. So Betty's home, and in her home, there's a bloody sink. Yeah. That, the sink is not bloody. Someone a, has cleaned themselves there's up. There's a bloody handprint on the sink. Yeah, and like tissues. Yeah. Blood! Oh no! Oh, no. So, how's the black hood? Now, once again, Jughead and Archie debrief again, because that's what this episode is. Oh, I mean, Ar- Jughead actually shows up in this one. Yes, that's true. Um, they did and, talk and face now to face. Now, Archie transfers to Jughead that it's Midge's mom who shot Fangs, not Reggie. And Jughead's like, oh, good. But still. Oh, dang. Hey, where did the serpents go? And he's like, I don't know, they went that way. And then Pops calls. Pops calls Archie. Because someone's looking for him. My favorite thing about this scene is that Pops does not have a riot going on. It has people peacefully eating... Yeah, it's just relax. Well, because the riots hit pop tates last time in the seventies. <laughs> They're like, look, we can't riot there again. We all can't right? destroy all the things. It's, not, it's just not fair to pop tates. He's a nice man. But Reggie is there, and he wants to talk to Archie because I guess his cell phone died. Reasonable. I maybe in the high room scene he said my cell phone's dying or something, and we missed it. And you know, I do feel like during because he's had a long day. Well, he's had a long day. And remember. We were in Vegas during the October shootings, yeah. and our cell phones died super, super fast because all the lines were jammed. And I mean, everyone I didn't was trying have to get my connection. cell phone. Yeah, our cell phones died <laughs> like way faster than they normally would. So I would believe that during the riot, everyone's cell phone is just like trying to get on the network and just like jammed. Maybe Reggie just kept on calling Hiram, being like, Hiram, what do I do now? Help you want, me. You wanted me Help to kill me. that guy, and I didn't kill that guy. Help me. They think I killed that guy. I'm a kid. Oh, no. I'm your sweet boy. Uh, then we get Veronica's plot for the episode, I guess. Do we? Yeah, this is where Veronica, like... Oh, no. First, FP calls Betty. Oh, you're right. To Sorry. be like, there's a riot! And Betty's like, I know. There's a lot of people just telling people that there's a riot going on. And then FP's like, wait, <laughs> there's more to the riot than you think there is to the riot. Your dad's in the ER. Oh, yeah. And Betty's like, oh, no. He was wounded by some sort of arrow type thing it's like oh 
Why? I keep thinking he's not the Black Hood, and now I think he is the Black Hood. I forgot to mention this. When the arrow first flew by, I had this honest-to-God moment, this honest moment where I stopped and time froze for me, and I was like, Oh, are they doing a crossover with Arrow? (gasps) (laughs) Like, out of nowhere, (laughs) they're like, are... Is this going to happen? Are we getting Oliver Queen? Because it is the CW. <laughs> it could be the same world. <laughs> like, is this going to happen? But Kevin. It's not. <laughs> do we know where Arrow takes place? Star City. Not a real place. <laughs> no. Neither is Riverdale. I know. I was just hoping that the crossover with Arrow would, like, solidify for us. Pacific Northwest? New England? Oliver Queen can go anywhere he wants. He is a uh, rich, poor man. A rich, poor man. Well, you know what? I was sort of hoping this would be Sabrina, because they keep telling us there's going to be a Sabrina crossover. Or spinoff. Spinoff. But, like, you don't do a spinoff without a crossover. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe, maybe next episode. Who Ugh. knows? <laughs> it won't happen. Uh, yeah. Okay, so, now Hiram has a plot. Yeah. Um, well, Vic- uh, Veronica learns about the million dollars. And she is enraged. <laughs> I, like, rightfully so. Yeah. You can't put out a budget. Or not a budget, a bounty. And she's like, where are you going to get the money from? She's like, why are you guys so dumb? Why are you doing this? And her mind is like, we just have to do it. Well, she, she's most worried. And well, then she's worried about the money. Yeah, let's, let's be clear. Veronica's not worried about the fact that bounty's illegal. She's worried about the fact that they're going to use her money. And so she breaks into her dad's office and starts doing a search for a million dollars that is just, like, hanging around. She knows how big a million dollars is. She's seen the million dollars. So she's going to go look for a bag of that size. I guess. And then she starts looking through, like... The safe? The safe is not big enough. And then she goes to the desk and starts looking through, through like, the drawers in the desk. I'm like, that's not big enough. You know how much a million dollars is. You've, You've seen it. But Kevin... What she discovers is... Yeah, she breaks open a lock. The October Surprise, which is an op-ed piece yeah. revealing that Luke Perry Andrews and Hermione had an affair with pictures. But they were openly dating, weren't they? Yes, everyone knows they had an affair. Because the Black Hood knows they had an affair and then admitted it to everyone. But Kevin, Riverdale's full of dumb people. And they have probably all forgotten that Luke Perry Andrews was dating Hermione. No, no, no. What happened is that what happened is that they um is they didn't realize it was a bad thing. So <laughs> so I so the op ed piece is being like, hey, remember this thing you all know? Did you know it's actually bad? Oh no! It's a very internet thing to do to be Pearl like clutching. Yeah, it's like, hey, you know this thing? Did you know instead of it being a good thing or a neutral thing, it's actually a bad thing? This movie that everyone's familiar with. Allow us to prove how it's full of misogyny. Did you did you know that the the person that did you know the actual villain of this movie is this other character? The actual villain is the hero. You never knew. <laughs> but Let's we, prove it to you. But we knew because we misunderstand heroes and villains. We misunderstand character complexity. People take a journey. No. The hero is the person who sticks to their morals the entire time, even though their morals are wrong. Yeah, the hero never changes. That's why we follow them. <laughs> I can't even think of an example. It's just so rampant. No, I'm, no, no, we're not. I'm purposely not saying examples because I don't want to get people know. Yeah, people, you, you know. Don't be mad at us. Yeah, we're good. So uh, Archie gets to Pop Tate to talk to Reggie. And he's like, calm down, calm down. I know who did the shooting. 
And then all of a sudden, lights shining through the windows. And then Archie calls Jughead, I guess. He's like, Jughead, we just talked. Stop shining your motorcycle lights through the windows. (laughs) And Jughead's like... I'm not the white worm all with of all of my friends. Yeah, all of <laughs> Turns out getting them to stop rioting was real easy. I just said, hey, stop it. Let's go to the white worm. It happened off screen. Tequila for everyone. Off screen. Underage drinking is bad. <laughs> not the white worm it isn't. And then Archie's like, but the lights, they're shining through the window. Who could be here? And me and I were just like, Oh, man, they're bringing back the ghoulies. Where did the ghoulies go? We didn't realize they were gone. When their school... Sh- well, I mean, we should have, because when their school shut down, where did they go? <laughs> well, None what, of them got sent to Riverdale. Well, what shut them, shut them down? I guess the Sugar Man getting killed? I guess so. But that wouldn't shut down... Like, they weren't kicked out of town. I just assumed the problem was they got split up and weren't all at the same school. But none of them are at Riverdale High, so well, I, guess I guess they are at the same school. Unless like, there's a third school. I guess there was a drag race, but once again, that only got their leader. Like that's arrested. Had, I'm confused. I didn't realize that they were gone. We but didn't. Hey, yeah, ghoulies We've, are back, and also they're Mad Max. So the ghoulies have advanced in time from like early '70s British rock to like Mad Max. They're Mad Max. They're mad. Well, it's like glam rock. Th- uh, Kiss. I would style. I'd say Mad Max. They have bats with nails through them. Well, they've just all been watching too much Walking Dead. Okay. Or Mad Max. I guess that's modern, too. Yeah. Yes, it is! Stop fighting me on references. I'm not fighting you. I was just trying to do a progression of time goof, and it got <laughs> wrecked. <sighs> Archie calls the sheriff's office. No one answers. <laughs> because of... Because Sergeant of, McGruff sucks. Because he's like, I get a million dollars if I find that black hood. By the way, that plot line doesn't really come back. Nor does Sheriff McGruff. He just disappears into the night. <laughs> but uh, Archie goes back to Pops, and Pops is like, look, I have an idea, Archie. I have an idea, 15-year-old boy. Why don't you go in the back where the alcohol is from that uh, poker game that Hiram had and make some Molotov cocktails? That seems like that will go well. Pop Tate, he learned some things from the first riot. Aaron. Yes, Kevin? This has to have been like 45 minutes. It takes nothing for this town to just, like, devolve into utter, absolute, terrible chaos. And now we understand why there were the riots before. Because all this town wants to do is riot. They want to riot so bad. 45 minutes, All they need is for someone to be like, hey, there's injustice. Do you even think for it? Because this starts... Almost immediately after the last one. Oh, no, no, it does. It starts immediately after it the last one the ends. It's the moment, yeah. The moment the last one ends. And, like, I guess they, they travel around a lot, but, like, this is, like, half an hour to 45 minutes. It is it is not long for Archie to start chucking Molotov cocktails. Do you think the ghoulies have just been, like, sitting in their cars on the edge of town for, like, a week and a half, being, like, eventually just, like, revving their engines well, I mean, and I being, mean, like, I mean, our moment will come? I mean, we'll learn about that. Hey, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? What am I drinking? Are we not gonna... What? No? Okay, What what else will we do? I don't know. Continue with the plot? What? I'm drinking (laughs) the uh, Fernie Brewing Company. What the heck? 
Which what? is a really clever name. <laughs> okay. It's a Huckleberry beer. So I'm trying really hard to come back from you misunderstanding how this, we begin this segment every single time. What the huck? All right. You know the best thing about Fernie Brewing Company? What? They don't write any nonsense on their can. <laughs> they No, they just make their... Um, they just their, make a beer. Yeah, and they're, and they're like, look, it almost sounds like a swear word. It's a bit of a pun. <laughs> They do say it is smooth and creamy with a touch of huckleberries, but in a delightful turn of events, no lactose. That's not the only thing we should start expecting now. We're going to keep looking forever. We're going to see if we can find the second beer with lactose in it. They have water, malted barley, malted wheat, hops, yeast, and huckleberry juice. It's a real clean drink. (laughs) All right. Very healthy. Kevin. Would you like some what the huck? No, I more prefer uh, Tom Sawyer. Is it Tom Sawyer I drink? I know it's like Huckleberry Finn, but I wish it was also a drink. We are not on the same wavelength tonight at all. This is a this is a weird episode. What is the drink that is half iced tea, half lemonade? It's an Arnold Palmer. Oh. It's not a Tom Sawyer. Disappointing. <laughs> So Archie's chucking Molotov cocktails on the top of Pops. And that's that's just a that's just a thing that you have to say in Riverdale. It's when, normal. And, yeah. Hey, have you seen the new show or the new show? Have you seen the CW show Riverdale? Like, yeah, what sort of happens in it? Well, um Archie chucks Molotov cocktails off of the roof of Pops chocolate shop at some gang members. And the gang man- members are not that phased by it. Yeah, they're like, "Uh, Chucking Molotov cocktails, huh? Ah, you nerd, I guess. But you know what they are faced by? The, the pol- heroes. Yeah, the police show up, but not the police you expect. It's the hot dads! Yeah, Keller comes out with a shotgun, and then <laughs> Luke Ferriagis <laughs> comes out in his, like, peacoat. And then FB comes up, and I'm just like, oh, good, saved by dads. The hot dads are there. Uh, saved by dads. Which is essentially what Kevin says, too. He's like, hmm, hot dads of Riverdale. I like <laughs> I like the, what, how the way the killer describes it. They're like, hey, I thought you quit. And he's like, I didn't take back my car. car. I'm essentially lying at this point. I'm just pretending. I'm just, I, have a, I have a police car and a shotgun. And really... Who's gonna say no to you? I do what I do. Yeah. And that is protecting teenage boys. But then that cuts to the the white worm where the serpents are getting rambunctious because they know now that Midge... Is mom mom. shot. So now now I guess I want to go out and go burn her house down? I guess. Something. And Jughead's just like, guys, stop sucking. And they're like, you're the leader, Jughead. And he's like, am I? What? Why? Am I the leader? Was F.C. the leader? Is this a monarchy? It's not a monarchy. (laughs) Stop. Veronica confronts... Her mom. Her mom. Yeah. Again. it's, It's a lot of her being like, mom... Look at this. He's going to out your relationship that everyone already knows about. But he's going to tell them it's bad, and then they'll know it's bad. And she's like, and sorry, not she, Hermione is like, no, it's fine. This is the things we do. It will ruin... (laughs) Luke Perry, Andrews, is running on a platform of family values. 
We're not. We're terrible. Everyone knows we're terrible, so we can do any terrible thing we want. So the idea of this plan is that you'll, you prove the two people who are running have slept with each other. And somehow, the plan is that it will ruin one of them more than the other. And how how crazy would that to be in a mayoral race to be like these two slept together do you think because obviously we have not watched the new episode yet because it's coming out (laughs) do you think lawyer mccoy is just gonna pop up and be like hey guys i'm running for mayor again (laughs) i'm lawyer mccoy pick me i didn't sleep with either of these two jerks look (laughs) all i slept with was keller you guys like Keller now. Yeah. You saved all the teenage boys. <laughs> you saved all the boys. Keller saved the boys. And I Keller. slept with Keller. Which means I saved the boys. Also, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> and I didn't sleep with Luke Perry Andrews or Hermione Lodge. <laughs> Vote for McCoy. I don't know how Hiram thought this plan would work out. And then she wins. And season three will start with nothing having changed. <laughs> So uh, Pop calls Hiram and and just lets him know that everything's cool at Pop Tates, which Hiram does not like. All the hot dads did all the saving. Yeah, and, he's, and, and Hiram's like, damn those hot dads. I'm a hot dad. Why couldn't I do? Why couldn't I do things as well? Why am I not on the internet as a hot dad? Oh, I should explain also. Um, <laughs> Hiram had just been going place at this point. He's just like in a yeah, car. He's just driving around the town. He's not even driving. Someone's driving him. And but it's not Andre, and so he, who is driving him? And he's in the passenger seat. <laughs> who does that? You're, you're mafia. Sit in the back seat. You're yes, sp- sp- if you're being driven around, get back there, you dummy. <laughs> Are you in an Uber? <laughs> But if you're an Uber, you still sit in the back. No, nah, he's awkward. He's like, I mean, that's fair. You want to sit in the, can I sit in the front? I get car sick if I sit in the back. The Uber <laughs> guy's like, are you a criminal? I do crime, I yes. I do crime, yes. <laughs> this, this is Mafia Uber. Oh, no, wait. What would the... um what Mover? It would be Mover. You're absolutely correct. It would be Mover. <laughs> Damn it. It would be Mover. <laughs> Thanks, Riverdale. Riverdale would call him Mover. They'd be like, I got a Mover. <laughs> Actually, that's very clever. It's no, it's uh, so. Oh, you're right. It is too clever. So it cannot be it. It has to be like Groover. Mm, I was thinking it would be like Uba. <laughs> Uba, <laughs> not a word. Yeah, move, Mover's too smart. But Grindem is almost as smart as Mover. No, and no, they did do Grindem. They went from Grinder to Grindem. That's not <laughs> great. I also, think Grindem's also, funny. Don't, for, don't forget Sherbian B. That's true. Oh, share B and B. Like And the five seasons. And the five seasons. The five seasons might be the most clever of them all, and that sucks. But it's not as clever <laughs> as Mover. Yes, so it can't be Mover. Anyway, Pop I guess takes... technically it'd be Moober. Oh. That makes it <laughs> it'd better. It'd be Moober. Because that because <laughs> we'd be like, oh Moover, then you listen closely like, no, they're saying Moober. There's a U in that. And a B. There's a B. It's called Moober. Oh, no. I hate this show. After Pop Tates hangs up with Hiram, he has a visitor. A giant man. And guess who that man is? Because we guessed immediately. Yeah. Small, it's Small Fry. Small Fry. Because it's going to be an ironic name. He's going to be a very big and scary man. Him's looking for his 
dad's killer. Yeah, he's like, you know where Hiram is? Random place I went. He arrived in... Oh, no, I guess, no, he, I guess he did, would know that Pop Tates went to... I would assume... Sorry, he knew that Papa Boutine went to Pop Tates. Yes, I would assume his dad texted him midway through that dinner and was like, small fry, I'm having the worst poutine ever. <laughs> I'm gonna submit a uh, Yelp... Gelp review. That's why we called Shout. Shout. No, that's too clever. It gelp. Has, that's it why it's gelp. gelp. It is Gelp. It's Gelp. Papa Poutine submitted a Gelp review. Pop Tates. Good ambiance. Bad poutine. <laughs> Man, I really like being alive. I hope I'm alive for a long time. I ordered the poutine. It was not on their menu, but it was not up to my standards. It's a very detailed Yelp review. Uh, Betty... On the travels, because we're just jumping around here, goes she, to the hospital. And it's chaotic. Yeah, there's... There's been so many injuries in the riot. That's been going on for 45 minutes. Did you know, Kevin? There's a riot. There's a riot. There's a riot going on. And Betty's like, hey, I want my dad, Hal Cooper. And they're like, hey, he's down that way. She gets to the room. She opens the door. And the magical doctor is in the bed. Yeah. Doctor Masters. Real dead. Yeah. Him's, him's real dead. <laughs> she, she says his name She says his name because as soon as she gets there, um, she gets a call from the Black Hood, I yep. guess. It, it, but it's not the ringtone. It doesn't use the ringtone. Does it? Uh, it does not. Yeah. And, and apparently he knows the, the perfect plot moment to call her. Uh, I bet she probably saw the body by now. Maybe it's because it's her dad. And he's calling her from his cell phone. <laughs> He's like, all right, time to come home. We have to finish. At, at this point, yeah, you, it's definitely it's definitely Hal. Hal's definitely... I mean, he murdered the magical doctor. Yeah, he he murdered uh, Dr. Masters. And we, we only learned his name because Betty goes, you murdered Dr. Masters. And I'm like, we never got his name before. So... And it's <laughs> very important that everyone knows that the man who let everyone heal within like 48 hours from their life-threatening injuries, he's dead. I, I mean, it has to be him because we learned that, um, that, uh... Fangs! Fangs died! He dies! He, he dies off screen! Yeah, the magical hospital couldn't save him, presumably because Dr. Masters, magical hospital man... Is dead! My new hit show on TNT. Is, he's, he's dead, so he can't... You know what, I will energy. say, in Riverdale, people survive injuries to the heart, <laughs> but die from injuries to the stomach. Because Midge was also stabbed yeah. in the stomach. Stomach's real bad, though. Like, that's a that's slow true. death. There is a lot of pieces if it's, if it's, in the stomach that need to be... If there's anything I know from watching uh, Westerns, the shot to the stomach, that's how you kill someone. Whew. Phone calls. They're happening. Yeah. Jughead so, gets a phone call. From, hey, we gotta get more stuff into this episode. Remember how there was also other villains? It's the Snake Charmer. Penny Peabody. Penny Peabody's back. Because we're going to get everything in this episode. She kidnapped Jughead's girlfriend, but not Betty, because she's in the magical hospital. <laughs> Tony. Yeah. Cool. And, she, and she's like, I'm going to cut her. And Jughead's like, there's a riot going on. This is not the time. I am busy. Please. But she's like, nah, you come here for some reason or else I'm going <laughs> to cut her and come alone. And Jughead being the hero of the story. And heroes are dumb. He's it's like, like okay. He looks back at his gang behind him and then goes, yeah, you're right. I'll come alone. I mean, his gang is dumb, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, guys. Penny Peabody kidnapped Tony Topaz. Let's go burn Midge's house down. What? No. 
what? So maybe he did tell them, <laughs> and go, they just still didn't go with let's him. Let's go burn Penny Peabody's house down. She no, doesn't we, have a house, guys. No, we could go to Penny Peabody. We can go to where she is. Stop breaking people's stuff. Hold on. Did you think Reggie lived at the school? It's his favorite place. Obviously no. his home. Nope. Reggie has a home. Does not live at the school. Sweet pea. Everyone lives at the school. I live at the school. <laughs> Wait, you, you burned your own home down? You lived at the school for a little bit. <laughs> That's how he could have stopped them. He could have just called them and been like, hey, guys, don't burn my house down. I live at the school. They're like, oh, no, but all we do is burn people's houses down. <laughs> how are we going to do this? Speaking of houses, we go to Betty's house. Yeah. Where it really struck me that she was wearing a pink coat. Yeah. And her mom was wearing blue and her dad was wearing blue. Yeah. And then I got distracted by that color theory because her dad has a teeny tiny Spot of blood on the shoulder where where an arrow shot the black hood. Great, and and in the middle of this riot that's been going on for forty five minutes, he forces <laughs> his daughter and his wife to sit down to watch a movie. Let's be clear: we say forces. Alice was really into it for about five minutes. She was like, "Your father wants to show us a movie." And, uh, and I would have been be like, Mom, there's a riot going on. So someone should be you, reporting on this. You literally, you did some, I guess, reporting. And then you had Hermione come in and give her crazy bounty quote. And then I guess you're done for I the night. I guess the newspaper has already gone to bed. <laughs> it is already too All print. right. All right. News is done. So Alice thinks this will be a fun family time, and then Hal sets up a projector and a screen and puts on a creepy home movie that I don't understand yeah. why his mother decided to film. The only way, Aaron, we're going to get through this scene is if we explain it as much as we can, piece by piece. So they're watching... The movie. And there's a young boy. A young blonde boy. In a basement. Not a creep, not, not a creep basement, actually. Just a normal basement. Just, He's just next to a washer dryer. Fact, it might be this house's basement. Not, yeah, it could have been the Cooper's house's yeah. basement. And the voice of the mother character yeah. is like, you understand why bad things have to happen to bad people. We, we are filming this so... Your what your your father's legacy can live on or something, and you know why he did what he did, and then the little boy is like, because they're sinners. Yeah. So Hal's dad killed the Conway family, which is Mister Svenson, the janitor's and, family. Yes. Remember when we heard about that mystery? And we thought that he killed his family. No, no, we thought no, we thought a former Black Hood killed his family. And he was, like, picking up the Black Hood's... Mantle. Mantle. That's what yes. we thought it was. Yeah. No. And we knew it was a group of people, including Grandma Rose. Yeah, who killed the other guy. Yes. The, the guy that, um... That killed the Conway family. That the guy that the kid said killed the Conway family. Yes. Yes. But it turns out it was actually Grandpa Cooper, because the Conway family was sinners no which is not no, explained no it's not it's explains it to us in this in this dumb way what actually happened and hal explains this and this is so dumb hal's great-grandfather remember the blossom guy the twin turns out the blossom didn't kill the cooper 
The Cooper killed the Blossom. And then he became a Cooper to hide, hide. his shame. I guess. But apparently... no one knows that. Yeah, how do the Blossoms, the incestuous Blossoms not know that? The Blossoms who love bloodlines and love history. Yeah. And they and don't they think... Didn't they say the opposite happened? Yeah, they for sure did. They for sure think... The, whatever. So then, the, apparently, the Conways... No, knew about it. They knew that Hal's great grandfather killed the great grandmother, and were blackmailing Hal's father. So Hal's father decided the only thing he could do was kill them because that's how Riverdale works. Now I want Riverdale, to... a town where everyone knows everyone else's business. Yeah. Now I want to be clear here. Hal goes on to say, "Is like because he had a darkness, just like my great grandfather." I'm like, your great grandfather killed. His twin, which don't get me wrong, sucks, but he killed one person. And the Blossoms love to kill twins, so... Yeah. Um, and the Conway family knew knew that your great-grandfather did this, which was your father's grandfather, and were blackmailing your father that his great-grandfather killed his brother. And somehow no one knew that he did the murder and everyone thought the other one did the murder. What? Y- yeah, and your great-grandfather... And your father decided the only way to get rid of this thing was to kill the Conways, which were the only people he killed. Once again, bad. (laughs) He murdered a family. But they were blackmailers. Uh, But he probably shouldn't have killed the kids. Yes, let's let's, let's be clear. But he didn't... There's not a serial killer... He didn't kill anyone else. This is so hard to say because he definitely killed people. He's definitely a bad person. But he wasn't a spree killer and he wasn't a serial killer. No, he, he was, was just a killer. He was just a killer. He was a murderer. He murdered a he murdered a family because they were blackmailing him for something his grandfather did. Which again makes no sense. How does no one else in Riverdale know this? And also, honestly, who cares? Guess what, Hal? Your father was a bad dude. This town cares so much about like like heritage and things like that like 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 don't like don't get me wrong it sucks when someone kills their brother and you would kind of not want to be the family that like yeah your grandfather killed his brother but that was like when was that Aaron? that was like like 1800s but also it's not far enough back for no one to know except for the conways like none of this makes sense but apparently this is hal's reasoning for why he needs to kill everybody now. Yeah, he doesn't really explain. He's just like, well, okay, the problem... I with have ha- a darkness. Well, I mean, let's be real. The problem with Hal is that his mom kept him in a basement and filmed him and, like... Oh, yeah. How, what, the, reason she was, the reason she was talking to him, not the reason she was filming him. We have no reason <laughs> idea why she filmed him. The reason she was talking to him is because she needed him to uh, convince the Conway boy to... Uh, Never point- say anything. No, no, no. To point oh, yeah. the finger at the wrong person. Because, guess what, Hal? The Conways were sinners. And sinners are bad. And sinners have to die for what they've done. And then the mother goes from... I don't know. And who knows what the dad is? I don't know. Yeah. Did he die? Who um, knows? The... Because it sounds like he's gone in, in the, when she's doing the video, doesn't it? Yeah, but they need to protect his memory. I don't know. Um... But she's then she goes from, you know, point the finger at the wrong person to being like, now you must finish his work. I'm like, what work to get out of blackmail? He he didn't kill them because they were sinners. He killed them because they were blackmailing him. 
but this was all latent stuff deep inside Hal's psyche until his daughter no. did a speech about how Riverdale has to be full of better people. And you know what? It's not Hal's dad who has the darkness. His his dad was just a murderer. His mom had the darkness. His who, mom was basically Carrie's mom. His his mom was... <laughs> Uh, sure, Carrie. His the mom didn't really try to want to convince Carrie to kill people. That's not the mom's goal in Carrie. But they're both abusive people who <laughs> messed up their children. Yes, um, and that's a lot of stuff, like subtext stuff we're like pointing into. But Hal's logic and the reason why he's a black hood it does not. It's flimsy, and it and it's not fulfilling. Yeah, it's it's not okay. Like the pieces are there. You're like, okay, so super abusive mother messed up his psyche. What, what sinners? But like, it doesn't connect well what enough. Could have been better if you. Here's the thing: you could not have done any of the stuff they did in the second season. Not really, unless if you did some real weird work. If the entire premise was him being like, was like the Cooper's family thing is they're trying to cover up one murder that happened. The fact that the Cooper killed the Blossom. And then, like, everything they do is based on that. Like, how, like, when the Black Hood came back, he was killing, like, other people because who, who knew about the murder because he wants the family to be, like, pure. And you could have actually connected that. Remember the whole plot with the indigenous tribe and yeah. the Blossom grandfather and yeah. the head being cut off the statue? Yeah. Connect that to the Coopers instead. Yeah, like, like that would have been. I think more interesting if, if if it became like it was a cover up that went murderously out of hand, then then this one thing that happened that it's it's almost like how misconstrued. I mean, to be fair, the mom from the sounds of it misconstrued everything that went on. Okay, what they're trying to imp- I mean, Hal didn't misconstrue yeah. anything, and the mother didn't. Yeah, the writers just did a lazy job of trying to connect. <laughs> yeah emotional and psychological abuse yeah it like let's be real they're yeah. trying to do a deep storyline and it's not yeah because it's, it's 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 not about the dad having a darkness it's about the mom being bad mm-hmm. and maybe that's where they're gonna go maybe it's not who knows but what's more important is there is a copycat black hood out there because hal cooper did not shoot up the uh debate yes that was not a different him. black hood did that and sort of going along that line, Archie and Luke Perry get home, which is either across the street or next door. They keep saying it's next door, but it's not next door. It can't be next. She looks across the street at one point. We have established this. Anyway, they get home and Luke Perry, and they're like, boy, that was a crazy day. There's a riot. I'm going to bed. But he's not going to bed because the fake Black Hood is there. Yeah, he just like, he's in the house and he starts uh, attacking. And he shoots Luke Perry Andrews again. And we're like, oh, well, Luke Perry Andrews hits him real hard with like the bat. <laughs> the bat. True. He uses the bat. Because he's like, Archie, I am an adult. I will handle but this. But the Black Hood being... I guess got got a real strong head, stands up and shoots Luke Perry. And, and we shouted, No oh, come on. But then we get a moment that I never thought we would see in Riverdale. No. Luke Perry lifts up his shirt and he's wearing a bulletproof vest. And he's like, Oh yeah, Sheriff Keller gave this to me. <laughs> because Archie, did you know there's a riot going on? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sheriff. Keller, in, in a very smart moment, it was like Luke Perry was like, I want to see that scene. I mean, too, you can't because it, it would ruin this. But where Luke Perry's like, 
Keller, I'm coming with you. We met up somehow. Keller would be like, no. And be like, my son's out there. And Keller would be like, my son's out there. Put They're on this probably vest. together. Put on this vest. And then Luke Barry didn't take it off. <laughs> awesome. But then, but uh, Archie. Robo runs into the night. But then he doesn't know what direction the Black Hood went. Because he got he got a good lead on him. Because Archie got distracted. Because his dad got shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so more hell. Yeah. I was just like, oh, it's a town full of sinners. Cool. And Thanks, then, no, no. hell. Why are you recording this? So they know everything. So they know when they find... I guess he's going to kill... Hal's going to do a murder-suicide. He's going to do murder-suicide. I'm going to say right now, that makes no sense. It makes no sense. What? You got shot by an arrow once... Cheryl was right, Aaron. He got shot by an arrow once and was like, I gotta kill my family. I mean, that is essentially what her dad did. So Cheryl does know how evil dads work. Like... (laughs) I feel like he could have, like, popped the arrow out because he's a psychopath and mm-hmm. and just been like, oh, man, I, I that riot out there. I got... He's like, I'm going to go get taped up. I'm going to murder the magical doctor. No one will know. <laughs> no, he could. He didn't even have to murder the magical doctor. He could have just walked into the hospital and been like, hey, you know that Someone riot? stabbed you know me with riot? something weird. Someone stabbed me. And I don't think it was a knife. Look. I mean, he doesn't have to even say what he stabbed with. Like, That's the doctor would have just, like... They would. I don't assume they would have done any forensics. They would have just been like, "Yeah, you mm, were stabbed." It's clean. a riot. You were stabbed clean through. Yep. But instead, he's like, "No, I got shot with an arrow. Time to kill everybody. everyone." And now this is just a cut <laughs> because Penny is not alone with uh, Tony. She's with the Ghoulies. Yeah, no surprise there. But <laughs> thankfully. Jughead was smart enough to also bring back up. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if I want to say smart enough. Jughead... Chose? Jughead, Jughead made a decision. And he made the chaotic decision. And do you know who he brought with him, dear audience? The most chaotic of them all. Cheryl. He brought the Crimson Hood. Now, I want to be clear. When I first saw this scene and Cheryl... <laughs> Disappeared. I thought she was just walking through the woods and was like, and found this. And I was like, <laughs> she's like, oh no, I hear a friend. Because I really wanted you to turn over and be like, Cheryl, what are you doing here? In his defense, he may have tried to bring his friends and they just wanted to burn someone's house down. But he does not know that Cheryl can shoot arrows. He called Cheryl based on the fact that she's Cheryl. Has he not spoken to Betty at all this episode? No, they keep on missing each other. That's the point. So he, he doesn't know she's the Crimson Hood. He and also, do you think Betty was real? Like, oh, by the way, Jughead, um, Cheryl knows how to shoot arrows. No, he no. called up Cheryl on the off chance that Cheryl's a psychopath. Well, I mean, he may have called her like, Cheryl, I need some chaos. What can you suggest? Uh, I'm currently standing in the woods with a bow and arrow. Oh, good. That'll do. <laughs> can you meet me at the tire yard in uh, 20 minutes? I can meet you there in 10 minutes. No. I prefer 20. That's when I get there. Wait for the dramatic moment where they're threatening me, and it seems like I'm about to die. All right. I'm just hunting this dude, but I'll meet you there. Cheryl, she's standing in the woods having, hunting having the lost, Black Hood. The black hood. <laughs> Next time we see her, she's with Chuckhead <laughs> aiming an arrow at some gang members. And let's just say, 
This scares them, because why would you not be scared of this? Guys, I want to be Cheryl when I grow up. I don't under... And Jughead (laughs) asked the question that I wanted asked, and Penny does not answer it. He's like, why do you care? Why do you keep coming back? Why do you care about this town? And Peabody's only answer is there's money to be made in this town. And then I have to wonder, why is she dealing with him and not Hiram? That's a storyline that would make sense. I And I was wondering, like... Man, you really want to make drugs. You really want to sell drugs in this town. Does she even know that Hiram's doing his prison prison thing? Or is she just doing her own storyline? <laughs> well, we're going to find out about that. <gasps> Speaking of Hiram, Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Small Fry arrives at, at the, uh, the, the five, not the five seasons, the Pembroke. And Andre is working his front desk duty. Because yeah. <laughs> I forgot that's what Andre does when he's not assassinating. Because he's not driving Hiram, and it's the worst choice ever. Yeah. Because he gets super murdered. Yeah, like, as soon as I see Small Fry walk in, and Andre does not act like how Andre should look w- act, which is to shoot that man. Andre, Andre, you love to shoot. Andre's scared instead. I'm like, oh man, that guy's going to die. But we cut upstairs, where uh, Veronica is... Still confronting her mom. Still talking to her mom, being like, Mom, Mom. The bounty. Mom, my money. Mom, the October plan. Mom, uh, dating, like, dad, he dating stuff. And there's something that, like, Hermione says that's about, you know, um, your dad always has a plan. We have to trust in your dad. That I am, like, 95% sure Veronica said in, like, the second or third episode. Like, to Hermione. But guys, Hiram has not had a plan for, like, three episodes. No, he's floundering. <laughs> he's just doing stuff. But anyway, this is all broken up by the fact that the door's kicked down. By small... He... Small fry full... Like, we exaggerate a lot. Yeah. We're not exaggerating. No, the door comes flat down like a drawbridge. And Hermione and Veronica are like, why? And, he, and he's like, you might know my father. He went by Papa Poutine. Don't laugh. <laughs> and then they just run into the well, study. Well, no, he explains. <laughs> he explains the fact that my father once told me that if he was ever murdered, <laughs> to not murder the person who killed him. Archie Andrews. <laughs> actually, Andre, so he kind of did it. <laughs> um, true. <laughs> but to murder his family. And all I can imagine is that Yelp review we did earlier. <laughs> where he's <laughs> just him being like, yeah, but... Good ambiance, bad poutine, and if I'm ever killed, make sure you kill the family of the person who killed me. Which Small Fry really goofs up on, because he should be trying to kill Luke Perry Andrews. <laughs> no, he knows that Hiram killed him. He's not fooled by the Archie thing. It's so weird. So that- it's only the teenagers who are fooled. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, I heard that uh, you killed him. I mean, to her, this is a very, like, he- even if Archie killed him, Hiram commanded it which is all that he cares about because it's the mafia anyway he walks toward them slowly and then they run into the study and then they find a gun and they shoot him a lot hermione super shoots him and he dies because even big men can be killed by guns yeah like hey dude why didn't you bring a gun Come on. What did he think he was going to do? Just, like, terrify them to death? I'm going to walk. Like, you're entering a mafia. You're the worst mafia. I mean, this entire are, mafia is the worst mafia. They are very you're bad mafia. You're entering a mafia place. Why didn't you have a gun to they're, shoot these people with? They're, 
very bad mafia. And she pulls out the gun and points at him, and he walks toward it like he like he honestly believes that he's like, I'm gonna be fine. It'll be okay. I'm sure it's not a real gun. So <sighs> she shoots him a whole lot, and he dies. So then, I don't, Kevin. I don't remember what happened. I just wrote good point, Jughead, and then I no. But this is this is where um. So, because uh, Penny Peabody was like, hey, you and your serpents better leave town or we're going to fight in the morning. Oh, yeah. And then Chuckhead's like, but there are so many of us and you guys are terrible. And then this kind of, like, change up where Tony's like, because he's like, we can't fight the ghoulies. There's a riot going on and we won't survive <laughs> it. But then Tony oh, yes. is like, oh, you're just going to give up the trailer park? And I'm like, when was that ever a thing? Yeah, the, Penny said nothing about the trailer park. But also, Hiram Lodge owns it. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah. Anyway, we find out that Fangs is dead, and at first we think FP is going to be like, "No more of this nonsense." But instead, he's like, "Nah, let's rum. Let's have a vote and rumble. Who wants to rumble with the ghoulies?" And they all want to rumble, except for Jughead doesn't vote. By the way, the way they vote is they put up two fingers, like... Like a snake. <laughs> like a snake Like, pants. they're like... <laughs> <laughs> all right. All... All opposed... Or, uh, all for the motion, go. And, and they all passes. go... <laughs> and it passes. We've never seen that before, and I'm sure we'll never see it again. <laughs> uh, back to the uh, Black Hood thing, which... Where Alice Cooper's like, Hal, I always knew you were a terrible mama's boy. Yeah, she taunts him... And then she looks at Betty, and then she darts her eyes at the fire poker. I don't. I don't think she motions to Betty. But I think Betty sees the oh, fire no. poker. I got the sense uh, that does. Alice was like, "Hmm, we're I mean, a team." I mean, she definitely knew what she definitely knew what she was doing. She knew what was she up. She just hoped that Betty would um, pick up on pick it. Up and Betty does pick up on it, but uh, it takes her a while. Let's be She's clear. She's very slow. Like she taunts Hal. Hal gets angry. And then, then Hal just, chokes then her. Choke her, and he chokes her for a good like five seconds before Betty hits him. <laughs> That being said, I feel like it would be very hard to hit your dad with a fire poker. I do like the concept of all the Betty's just like, just a little bit for season one. Just a, yeah, just a little. I think a little bit. Just to teach her a lesson. <laughs> all right, here we go. Then he, she hits him, and then Alice takes it and hits him again. You know what? Hal Cooper, bad dude. And I swear I thought she was just going to keep hitting him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then FP and Jughead have a little have a little fight where they're like, no! Jughead's like, no, we can't fight the ghoulies! They just sort of, like, yell nonsense at each other. I and don't... then FP's like, I'm gonna go get the reserves! And then he's like, we voted! Oh, right, no, the reserves. Yeah, apparently there's, uh, serpent reserves, you I guess. know. Like the army, I guess. Because a gang is the army. Well, you know what? You can't get out of the serpents, so it's like the army, well, I guess. Well, you, you know what you all... You know what you also do, the army? Do you know how you become a general in the army? The person before you doesn't have to die, I'll tell you that. Not a monarchy. You know what else isn't a monarchy, apparently? What? The serpents. I told you that. That's what I just said. I'm agreeing with you. Are you okay? <laughs> I don't know. Jug- I don't understand what's going on in this episode. So Jughead sits there sadly, and he looks at the murder wall, and then he has a brain flash, and, and then- he calls Hiram, and essentially is like, Hiram, uh... So this is all part of your plan, huh? And Hiram's like, is it? What? 
ghoulies? I don't know. Yeah, no, he's like, you've been buying up all these things out of town, but the only thing that you couldn't buy was us. And I'm like, does he need you? He, he doesn't care. And he's like, like, oh, what a coincidence that Penny uh, Penny Peabody came, and the ghoulies came back in town today, right when you needed this to happen. And Hiram's like, uh, there's a riot. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, then Jug is like, like, I don't know how much you, you, uh, you know, you, you paid her, but like he makes him a like I will pay you more or something. And Hiram's like, I don't. Uh, okay. And then, he, then, but then we get the moment where Hiram walks up and meets with Penny Peabody, and we don't get to see it. Well, I, well, I mean, I, we do, but not really. I mean, to be clear, that's just that's just the reveal that yes, he hired Penny Peabody because to come back into town. I guess he knew there was I what. Why does he need the ghoulies to do the drugs and Penny Peabody to lead the ghoulies? Like, what? No, I don't I don't know if the drug department thing or if he just called them back. Like, I don't know if the, the what was happening earlier was him or if he's just like, hey, here's an ant person who really, really hates Jughead. Let's see what's up. Yeah, I'm going to hire her to come back into town. But is he now like, hmm, Jughead? Because Jughead, I guess, will stop writing op-ed pieces about him and that's what Hiram wants. Yeah. I I don't know what Hiram wants, and I can't explain to the audience how upsetting it is that I don't understand what the hell is going on. Hiram also doesn't know what Hiram wants. I don't wants, know so. what Hiram's plan is. I thought what so it said in the like the little blurb from this episode. It said Veronica learns a secret, and I really hope it learned that like Hiram had another plan. That like it wasn't about building the prison; he was doing something else. I don't understand why Hiram has to do crime or get in bed with Penny Peabody. Or okay, I do understand why he has to blackball blackball Luke Perry, but like most well, of the that, things that, he that does, just, that's just get Hermione as the mayor. Yeah. Most, but why does Hermione have to be the mayor? Yeah, why does any of this stuff have to happen? It's it is all based on a concept that I that we don't agree with. I do understand why he had to buy land. Yes, because he because that's how you make that's how you build something is you buy land. And the thing he did where he was like devaluing the land and buying it for cheap, got it. Yeah, and that is illegal and a bad thing to do. You said that from prison. But literally every other thing he has done for the past, like, he, back half of the season. Yeah, he keeps saying that he's like, oh, we're going to go straight. But he never does it. And I don't, his end goal, I don't find that bad. And the crime that he's doing does not need to be it's, done. Yeah, I don't, under, I don't understand. And I want someone to sit down with me somewhere. I want someone who understands this show to sit down with me. I want them to explain to me what the hell is going on with Hiram? Because I don't get it. Also, why does he have to mentally and emotionally manipulate Archie? <sighs> well, we cut to home. And Where Andre is dead. Yeah, he sees Andre, then he runs upstairs, and they're like, there's and, another body in there. And his family's drinking all the alcohol. And I'm like, this is a real bad mafia. <laughs> and then they're like, it's your problem to yeah. deal with the dead bodies. Yeah, you know you know what? You know what? Shut up, Hermione. You're in the mafia. Yeah, you deal with bodies. Yeah, you know what? Veronica makes sense. She's a teenager. She didn't realize she was in the mafia. You apparently are like the queen. Yeah, did the thing to Archie in that one episode. Yeah, what? Why are you no longer like mafia person? At least commit to it, show. Ugh, okay. So, some short scenes. Keller arrests Hal. <laughs> because Keller is now the sheriff. Well, he also didn't give back his handcuffs. Where did. <laughs> 
you know what? McGruff has just run into the night. Who's going to stop him? He's like, oh, I have to give my car back. Where are my handcuffs, I guess? So he arrests Hal. But also, we need to remember there's two Black Hoods. Because Betty's like, "Uh, my father's a Black Hood. And Archie's like, but I fought a Black Hood. And when he looked at him, he got the eye flash. Yeah, so... So... Gasp. Oh, no. But more importantly... Jughead, he's being attacked by Petty. Well, he, so he goes to the Ghoulies and is like, "All right, you, I, I, instead of the serpents, you'll have me because that's what Hiram wants." I guess I don't know what's going on either. Please beat me up, and then Penny's like, "I need my pound of flesh." She's like, "Like, oh yeah, this is <laughs> nice. You sacrificing yourself, but none of it matters." The Riverdale, as you know it, will cease to exist. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Because. Because something. Hiram. Because something. Something that's going on is. Something, something. Something. So then Betty calls the Black Hood. Oh no, where's Jughead? Where's what? Jughead? Call the Black Hood. No, sorry, she calls FP. Yes. <laughs> my FP and my BH kind of look the same. All right. He's like, don't be worried. He's like, what do I do now? Betty, you already caught him. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> She's like, wait. <coughs> you said him? Is there two of you? <sighs> so, so FP. Oh, no. Where's Jughead? Yeah. Then we get the, uh, the lodges and they sort of talk about. And they're like, oh, we'll just put Andre's dead body onto the street. He'll be another riot victim. Yeah. Also, small fry. Well, no, no um, uh, he, Hiram actually called in a favor and said, like, yeah, they're going to say he's one of the riot, riot victims. I'm like, you don't need to say that. He killed, he, he broke into your house and you defended yourself. Now, here's the thing. I'm not a huge fan of, like, guns as a defense mechanism. But, but he, <laughs> these two women left alone in the house. Yeah, but you live in America, and he he killed the front doorman. And then kicked, kicked down, down the your door. door. You, don't, you don't have to say he was a rioter. Just say he was trying to rob you. And essentially, Veronica also thinks that, but on the inside, she doesn't say any of that. Yeah. She's just still enraged. She's mad because... Her dad is bad at business. He's, he's real... He's not a criminal mastermind. He's a dumb dumb. <laughs> it's true. Like, nothing he does makes sense, and it makes me sad. And what it leads to is poor sweet Jughead being carried out of the woods by his dad. Beaten. And the camera pans down his arm where his serpent tattoo has been cut off by Penny Peabody in her search for her pound of flesh. Assumably he'll get a new tattoo. Yeah. At least he didn't get it on his neck like Sweet Pea did. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice on the shoulder, my boy. And at least he didn't pull the dumb penny thing and get it on his, like, f- inside forearm. <laughs> yeah. Where there's a lot of important veins. Yeah. So that's that. Ep- that's a, that's a penultimate episode. I will say, I am excited for next episode because I'm kind of like... How are you guys? I mean, they're I, not going to do good. Let's, let's let's be clear. I'm excited because I really want to figure out any anything anything. I am so mad at Hiram and the stupid plan the show thinks is so stupid smart. I did see a tweet, and I try to avoid spoilers. I try to avoid anything, but yeah. I did see a tweet where they were like Lily Reinhold. Yeah, it's not her name. Right, Reinhardt. 
Uh, Reinhardt's a, my, that might be the name, also a character from Overwatch. The sweet girl who plays Betty yep. has done some great acting this season, yep. but apparently her acting is just, like, over-the-top good in yep. this finale. Do I trust anything that is ever said about Riverdale? No. <laughs> Do I trust that there will be payoff of everything Who's, that was lined up? Who said that? I don't know. Like, how the, the show, it's not out yet. I assume it's someone who, like, got to see a screener. <laughs> or just decided it. She will be so good. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I, I just... I know they're not going to pay off anything, but I am excited to see the finale. It's just that every single time they do the conclusion and explain what happened, it always feels disappointing. Like, I, I honestly... I don't think the... um. Uh, like the reveal at the end at the end of the first season of who killed Jason was, was that bad. It also wasn't great. It was what we expected. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with Hal. I am so mad that he's the Black Hood because I came, wanted something more clever. <laughs> yeah, I want something more clever. Something like that would have been better than that than just being like, oh yeah, no, her dad. Because I'm. I'm tired of that family darkness thing. Like, I don't find that engaging at all. Remember when I was like, oh, it's Sheik's dad. Because at that point, I still believed Alice that FP was not Sheik's dad. Yeah. Not Chick's dad. Sheik's dad. Yeah. So, Aaron. Yeah. Did you find yourself a CW moment this episode? Did I find a moment where this episode just crushed logic under its heel and ran away like Cheryl chasing a man into the night and that logic was replaced by drama like the dust that Cheryl left behind her in her manhunt sure I found that moment did I find that moment Did did you do you have a moment yes you know what my moment even though I know this was paid off from a thing forever ago yeah was stupid Penny, stupid cutting Jughead's tattoo off his arm. Because <laughs> I can guarantee there will be literally no repercussions to that. It oh. just served for like a dramatic moment at the end of this episode. It, it felt super petty is what it felt like. Yes. It felt it felt like she's supposed to be big bad villain. And for some reason, it felt real petty for her being like, I have all these plans, maybe? Mostly she's being hired by someone else to do stuff. And that someone is Hiram, who is bad at plans. And definitely going to put her in jail. He's building a prison. And, like, I can guarantee you, next episode, Jughead will probably have, like, a band-aid on his shoulder. And then there will maybe be one episode where he gets a new tattoo. On the other shoulder. Otherwise, we will forget about this forever. It was literally just existed to have this one dramatic FP carrying his wounded son out of the Or how, how dumb do you think the show's going to go? It could, go? it could go pretty dumb where they're like, Jughead, you're not a serpent anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah. If that's the plot, I am oh burning God. this it, house to the ground. It could be. It could be because the show's so dumb like that. Because they're like, we can't kick her out. I'm like, she's literally, what do you mean you can't kick her out? She's, she's the worst. She's literally working against the interests of the gang. Are you saying that I, as a serpent, could burn down the white worm, could like scatter your domains to the wind, and you're just like, can't kick them out. The law is you can't kick them out. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Kevin, did you find a CW moment? Yeah, I did. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I did. To be one of my favorite moments, still a CW moment, it's the fact that Weatherby and the faculty comes up with baseball bats to threaten those children. Why? Why? 
Mr. Weatherby, don't kick the kids out of your school. You're a you're an ins- you're a, you're a, you're a leader. Keep them in the school and be like, don't go outside. There are riots outside. Kevin, those students were super burning that school to the ground. No, yeah, the other ones. But why did he kick Archie and them out? We didn't see it. Maybe he tried to keep them there. And Archie and his friends were like, no, we have to protect this town. It just, did you know Archie's a robot? There's no follow-up on it either. It's just like, like right before commercial break, door opens. And it's like a three-way standoff. You think it's going to become like the raid. And it's weather being the teachers with the baseball bats. And he's just like, why are you in my school after hours? And then that's it. That's done. That is the moment. That did not have to be there. That that was just a reason to get him out of the school. Maybe there's just an ongoing plot point in this episode that we didn't see, where handsome older men are always the hero. I don't know if that would be, I would say that he was the hero there. He just just (laughs) wanted people off his property. Mm, Handsome older men. All he did effectively was walk out and go, why are you on my property? Get off of here. Mmm, handsome older men. All right, we're going to end this episode now. So if you like handsome older men, tell us about it. Go on some social media. Send us a tweet. Send us an Instagram. We are Podcast Moa, Podcast MOA. You can also email us at Podcast Moa, Podcast MOA at gmail.com. I'm going to make a direct request if anyone out there wants to do this. Um... Explain to me Hiram's plan. Explain, yeah. And here's the thing. You can, exp- you can explain it at like word for word how it's set up. And if I – and I can – so I can look at it and be like, this is still dumb. I just want somehow in writing what his plan is because I, I can't do it. I can't do this anymore. And we know there are people who have paid more attention to the show than we have. Even though so we recap it. We know you have that plot. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Also, we are going to watch the next episode on the day it comes out, and we're going to record on the day it comes out, so you have two days to get this information to us. <laughs> yeah. It's still going to, the episode's still going to be released on our normal release day, but. But, like, we need knowledge to record. Yeah. Who is the second Black Hood? Is Jughead going to be okay? What role will Killer Phil no, in No, 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 no. What is Hiram's plan? What is Hiram... Someone tell me what Hiram's plan is. In detail, I want Hiram's plan. For answers to all this and more, join us, plan? join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and is. Abs. Tell me what Hiram's plan is. It's a chain drama fan cast. Just do it. Tell me what Hiram's plan is. <laughs>